0: Hello and welcome to Skeptics Chronicles with Liz and Jillian. We aim to make the mystical arts accessible to all. So, whether you are a baby witch, a wizened crone, or a skeptic through and through, we hope you find this podcast informative and entertaining. I'm Liz Whitaker. Trained in intuitive life coaching and lifelong student of the esoteric arts, I bring my knowledge and support to my fellow podcaster, the skeptical Jillian.
1: That's me. I'm Jillian, and I am a confirmed skeptic who identifies as an atheist, but I've always been drawn to witchcraft and the mystical arts. Uh, Myself and my friend Liz will be chronicling uh, my journey into the metaphysical via this podcast. Perfect.
0: Perfect. So that's a little bit about ourselves. Um, right now, we're going to talk about what we are currently listening to. So I have
1: been listening to this amazing uh, playlist that I found on Spotify called the 90s Mixtape. And it goes through and it's got everything that you might've listened to in the 90s from r from uh, all the way, you know, to the adult alternatives so like gin blossoms and the goo goo dolls. And so everything that I know I was listening to mm-hmm. back when I was a gothy little nerd. No, I wasn't gothy. I was grungy, <laughs> grungy. Um, Listening to back in the day, and it and it, it takes me back, and it's been fun to introduce that music um, to re-listen to it myself, and mm-hmm. then to introduce my thirteen-year-old to it.
0: So, basically, what we would hear at Wegmans now when we're grocery shopping—that's
1: really unfair of you, Liz, to kind of call hey. us out like that. I mean, yeah, fair because you're calling yourself out too, but
0: damn, right. Gen X recognizes Gen X. Why it just went to
1: the man? Like, damn. I don't want, I don't want to be in the produce section, you know jamming out to not, of course, hey
0: jealousy
1: <laughs> do you want mozzarella and some crocus ham like no I don't I, so, I want to go back to my 20s please that's what I want
0: <laughs> speaking of the 90s what I've been listening to this week I've been listening to the Crow soundtrack uh,
1: it's one of the all time best soundtracks ever
0: one of the things that the 90s was really good for was solid soundtracks yes yes it's an art that I feel has been lost
1: yeah I would say I loved a lot so I love the crow soundtrack I love the single soundtrack I love the soundtrack from so I married an ex-murder that was one of my favorites yes yeah those were pretty amazing
0: and all of these movies that movies themselves may have been forgettable but those soundtracks were solid And Wayne's World soundtrack that was ushering in the 90s. Um, But The
1: Crow is not one of those.
0: No. The
1: movie was and is amazing. And the soundtrack, Holy Moly.
0: Absolutely.
1: What is your favorite song in the soundtrack?
0: So I'm going to say the Cure song, so Burn, when it opens because it has that like, it puts you in the mood immediately so just from that those first notes of that song just really puts me in that mood um i'm a gothy angsty teen um i am packing my backpack for a my school backpack not like a i'm not hiking but i'm i'm going to the i'm going to the cemetery i have my my walkman yeah yeah And I'm ready to go. Um, Also, Dead Souls, Nine Inch Nails. So that Joy Division cover in there, that's another favorite. Um, And then there are songs on there that really go well with the scenes in the movie. Absolutely. And when you listen to them separately, like they're good, but they don't have that same, they don't quite grab you the same. Okay. Like the My Life with a Thrill Kill thrill kill cult so song
1: is that the one with the shootout at the table yes that is yes perfect for that scene it is just it's so well like choreographed and it comes in and it is a, it is a killer like graphic
0: dark ugly holy mm-hmm. scene you know. <laughs> yes are we I don't think we've decided if we're explicit or not yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I
1: was thinking of the. Did you see? That's how long it took. Me? I did. Like I gave that one syllable did. about six syllables. Uh-huh. So I, I think yeah. I do don't you know.
0: Think? We'll think about it. All right. Okay. So music-wise, that's where we're at. Um, reading anything good? Anything good on the on the on the nightstand?
1: Yes, I just started reading um, a book called uh, Our Indifferent Stars. Um, And it is a historical account of the Donner Party. Awesome. It is really good. And it is like super, so it's not historical fiction. It is a pure historical account from a family that wasn't actually one of the Donners, but had joined up with them Mm -hmm. a little bit on into their journey. Um, So you really kind of get attached to this family, like the research that was done and the details, like you really, you feel it and so right now they're still just kind of journeying so it kind of feels like I'm reading an extended version of the Oregon Trail yeah was... so yeah with you know dysentery and all that kind of going through and oh you want your salted bacon and that's what they're eating every day and so yeah that is um but yeah I think it's our indifferent or under the indifferent stars or our different mm. stars but it is really it's it's okay. wonderful so far
0: um, so I am now when I say reading or rereading right now, I'm doing audiobooks. um, as you will kind of get to know me as our podcast goes on. Um, I do, I'm a fairly busy human as is Jillian. Um, I love audiobooks. and right now I am re-listening to the Sookie Stackhouse series. I am up to dead in the family. Charlene Harris. That's a Charlene Harris. Yep. And I really enjoy like you. I get attached to narrators. Okay. So I'm really liking the narration. It's she's the same one that's done all of them. So I'm really enjoying that. I think this is book nine or ten. Okay, there's a lot.
1: There's
0: a lot. Yeah. So that's what I'm reading right now. That's not. Um, also, The Golem and the Genie oh. by Helene Wecker. Um, Again, I have this on my Libby app, and so far it is about a golem that was brought to life and, through circumstances, is alone in New York City. Oh, my gosh. And a genie that, again, through a set of circumstances, was released from his, um, his lamp, and is just as confused in modern day New York City. Um, this takes place about turn of the century, so it's not modern like now right. But and I'm a couple hours into the audiobook and I can kind of already see where it's going. But the again, the narration is fantastic. The way that the stories kind of are, Right now they're running parallel, but you can kind of see where they're going to intersect, intertwine, and cross. So that one I'm really excited to uh, to keep to keep diving into. That sounds really cool. I always
1: as a kid and you, you think about having a genie's lamp and like rubbing the lamp and you make it three wishes and are done with it. But what I've since learned about the gin and genie lore, really careful with those wishes
0: and i'm sure that you know that's something that we you know i'm sure that's a topic that we'll tackle yeah, absolutely. is you know the djinn and different sort of uh, fairy folk or supernatural beings that have that uh, double-edged sword to yeah, them becomes a little
1: monkey's paw-esque
0: exactly yeah,
1: for sure and then just to quickly, so I just wanted to make sure in case anyone wants to read an amazing, the, my amazing book about the Donner Party, it's called The Indifferent Stars Above, The Harrowing Saga of a Donner Party Bride by Daniel James Brown. So funny. Cool. But your, your genie book sounds pretty amazing as it, well.
0: <laughs> All right. So now that we touched on our bios, you find out what we're nerding out about. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about where we started on our journeys. Um, Jillian, why don't you go first? All right. So again, just to reiterate, I
1: am a confirmed skeptic. I want very much to believe in things. And I'm very analytical by nature. So I will research and research and learn about it and find out and then kind of find my own way around it and decide if I'm going to sort of accept it and make it a part of my daily life kind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so yeah, I'm babbling.
0: So, and if you're listening, um, just from that description, can you guess Jillian's sign?
1: <laughs> Should I add my stomach always hurts. Um, I'm a little judgy. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And analytical to a fault. So yeah, I feel like, oh, it's to like right right <laughs> <Like people>. yes <laughs> that she, could be the first yeah, yeah she
0: uh oh i want to say it though i want to tell them all
1: right we can t- i mean most most the folks that know
0: oh they know don't. if but, we know, you know you know um jillian is virgo mm. continue Hard. yeah there
1: oh, i hit that Hold yeah on. even though i'm an august virgo which is supposed to be different from a september virgo is it accurate?
0: It's true. Yes. Right. Yes. Because then they, they, you have the decans, which are the little, oh, I know, right? <laughs> so the, a decan is the 10 degree slice of pie in the 30 degree zodiac sign pie. That's how I describe it. Okay. So, yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about tarot in a couple oh, episodes.
1: Love it. So, yes, I am a, um, I'm a Virgo. It's, there's, I can't deny it. You know, it if you look at me or if you talk to me for, you know, 30 seconds. Um, so, In addition to being a skeptic who um, wants very much to believe and learn, um, I have always been fascinated by horror and the supernatural. That has always been sort of from the time I was itty bitty right on through. Um, I fell in love with ghosts and ghost stories at a very early age. And while searching for haunting tales at my local library after running out of and just devouring every book I owned, um, I came across, the medical metaphysical section. Um, and this was at the Reinstein Library in Chichuaga, right on Harlem, I'd ride my bike there every day. So I came across this metaphysical section and found it just absolutely fascinating. I filled my backpack with as many witchy volumes as I could carry and huffy those bad bears right home to spend hours discovering their secrets. I then take my like childlike interpretation of what I learned and I tried to put it in practice. So, um, didn't always go well. I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Uh, but one thing I did do, I would try to hold seances in the windowless bathroom of my Catholic school's gym cafeteria. So, your was, Catholic school? My Catholic school. So, I had okay. my uniform, which was lovely shades. It was a sky blue button down Peter Pan collar, a uh, navy blue and gray plaid jumper, um, very delightful sweater tights, little, probably some cute kid orthopedic-esque loafers. Ugh. But yeah, that little girl um, holding seances and it was windowless. So we would go into the bathroom, yeah, and you know, hold hands and then, <laughs> Oh my God, something touched me. Oh my, is there something? Did you hear that? I heard that. Ah! And we'd run out, you know, screaming. Anyway, sorry, everybody should have given up warning before I scream into the mic like that. Anyway, so, yes, uh, in the bathroom of my Catholic school, and needless to say, the Franciscan sisters were not fond of me. Um, Shocking. Yeah, I didn't, I really didn't get out well with, you know, Sister Jolena and Sister, you know. Uh, But anyway, so earlier than that, um, I do remember I was always very, and still am to this day, very um, nature-oriented. So I love you know, walks in nature. I love picking, you know, different leaves and looking at leaves and studying animals and rescuing bugs. And I'm just very like, you know, um, nature oriented. And I was like that from a little kid. So I would uh, travel the neighborhood. I would pick flowers, weeds, berries, leaves um, to make my own witchy concoctions in my blue clamshell pool. So.
0: I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I can absolutely picture that right and I now I would say little
1: chance and do whatever and i would start with a stick that i had found and you know and then my dad would come out those are poisonous get out of there and he'd dump the pool and i'd have to start all over um but in those journeys i would also stop to rescue worms talk to birds investigate and investigate puddles um which i still do and i was always convinced that fairy realms lay just beneath the surfaces of random
0: things hmm.
1: So as I've grown older, while my sense of wonder in regards to animals and nature hasn't completely faded, in fact, that hasn't faded at all. Like, you'll still see me, you know, again, rescuing bugs out of my pool or, you know, talking to bumblebees. Like, (laughs) hey, guys, because I'm just super weird like that. I'm sure my neighbors think that I'm touched. But um, I have definitely taken on a more analytical and investigative approach to the strange and unusual, still always hoping for wondrous things to somehow reveal themselves to me if I just keep searching.
0: They will. They will. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, I will say that I resonate with so much of that, so much of that. Um, I have been witchy in some way for about as long as I can remember. Um, I'll go into a little bit of story time here. When I was about five years old, my parents took me to Griffith Sculpture Park. Um, It's a park in the woods full of very large, climbable sculptures here in western New York. And my parents told me we couldn't go any further because there was a witch's grave. Instead of dissuading me, this made me want to go on even further. I think it was because it was either getting late, um, someone was hungry, you know, they wanted to leave, or there was like a ravine. So we just couldn't go any further, and you know all of these. So they told me there was a witch's grave. Well, that didn't that didn't work, and they wouldn't let me go, and that made me very mad, very angry. I was mad in the way that really that only a five year old can get. So the next day, uh, as a well not angry anymore. Now I'm in the spiteful and petty stage of five-year-old decision-making. Oh, yeah. uh, I decided to make my own witch's grave. So I had a Wicked uh, wicked Witch of the West toy. Uh, we had lilacs in our backyard and I took some rocks and I made my own. And again, my parents probably came out and saw this witch's grave and looked at it and probably looked at me and at some point they decided that it was probably just better to let me do it so they Were your
1: parents, um, what was their, were they religious? Were they into the mystical arts at all? Where were your parents?
0: Um, My mother was raised Catholic, um, my father not so much, and they, you know, I grew grew up in one of those homes that had, you know, horror books, there was tarot books, like there was always these random volumes laying around. Um, I do remember my dad had a copy of Dracula and the cover Scared the pants off me. (laughs) It was one of the old like pulp versions, you know, like the red pages on the outside, and the cover was, I, it was probably Bella Lugosi, you know, with the cape or someone, you know, very similar looking, but it was terrifying. Okay, Um, but I loved it. Um, and I do remember the first. Movie I watched was Salem's Lot. Oh, wow.
1: And then That's I. A, that, that one will burn right into your brain as a kid.
0: I remember leaving the window open.
1: Oh, you were a brain kid.
0: <laughs> and my mom was like, why? And I was like, well, so the vampires can come in. <laughs> That's awesome. So they probably figured out they had a weird kid on their hands at that point if they hadn't figured it out already. <laughs> so. Um, I was also a f- huge fan of fantasy books and of secret places that adults didn't know existed and couldn't get to. So again, you know, like you with the fairy realms yeah. and the portals to different worlds, yeah. that was a huge part of a lot of the the books in the series sure. that I read.
1: Did you ever read those? Up? Which way? Books? No. The Where you pick? The different options.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. So yes, one yes, of the yes. Openings
1: of the like you would go to the back of the closet and you would knock on the closet wall and it would open the other world and you'd go in there. Like those were like that. Like yes,
0: like the the two zero adventure. Did you, that's it. The two zero adventure. Yes. I was like
1: I was like every which way. It's not really, but yeah, you got it. We got there. We got there.
0: <laughs> um, so all of these places that adults couldn't get to. Yeah. Uh, like you, I scrubbed my my small town school library for all books about ghosts and witches. Um, I think I did a, a book report on the Salem Witch Trials. Um, I also went to my small town library, again, walking there and getting as, mon- as many books as I could. Um, I took them to a sleepover. And I was like, you know... The other girls, you know, the the teenage screeches, or preteen screeches, I yeah. should say, wanting to listen to pop music and you know look at magazines and and I said, oh, I I have this book and I pull out this huge thick tome of ghost stories or <laughs> you know the Time Life books, mysterious places. Those were amazing. I don't think I got asked back to a sleepover then.
1: You know that's something we had to deal with, and you know we did, we made it. Grew up, we survived, we, we we found our people. We, we did, <laughs> it was, we it was have. back then, Yeah, yeah, yes. Someone, someone like me, I've got my mystical arts book. You don't want to dance with me? Why are you afraid of me? Well, you, where are you going? <laughs> come back,
0: come back. Vanicula <laughs> oh, and was one of my favorites. Um, John Belair's was one of my favorites, too. Um, he was like a, a mystery writer, Okay. Uh, like like Secret of the Mummy's Curse. Okay,
1: like and pulp type
0: It was, for... yes, okay. like pulp for children. Oh, interesting. So it was along the same, you know, like the Nancy Drew, the Hardy Boys, sure. and then this, and then guy. this guy. Okay. Um, so they all had these like mystical occult tinges to them, and mm-hmm. I devoured all of them that our library had. And by the time I was a teenager in the nineties, I had taken out and read all of that occult section um, in our small library. And i if, if I walked into that library right now, I would probably be lying to where they were.
1: Yeah. I, I do want to go back to my old homeland library and just like look.
0: Yeah. And just see if that. they're still
1: there. And like is it card? Is still all the Card company? isn't, but my name was all over it. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely uh by the time i was in high school i was tearing it carrying a tarot deck with me at all times um, i dabbled in witchcraft via wicca aka what was available at the time and i do still have that first deck it's the tarot of the cat people oh, wow. because of course it is okay. so i still have that deck that i would carry with me um i had buckland's big book of witchcraft um Trying to remember what else, what other witch witchcraft books I had. Probably a Silver Raven Wolf in there. Okay. Um, DJ Conway, Celtic magic, and Norse magic. So I pretty much went to Walden Books and or B B Dalton and grabbed those. So I've had this interest and this streak running for a very long time. And what you're going to find in the podcast is jillian discovering her path and talking about what she's discovering how she's applying it and i'm gonna pop in and give my take if with my years of random esoteric study and we're gonna kind of chat about it what it's like coming to it discovering it and applying it now and what it's like to have kind of pulled strings Hold the strings of the esoteric throughout my my whole life. Yeah, that's a
1: great. That's that's a really neat sort of way that we're going to address this, right? Yeah. Because um, in our conversations, you are an absolute wealth of knowledge. Like you just you come up with stuff, and I could ask a certain question. You're like, okay, it's this, this, and this, and then all of this, and then some of this, but maybe a little bit of this. But here's this book, and then there's this book, and you might want to try this book. And I'm just <laughs> in awe of you know the knowledge that you have. So it's just going to a really great it's going to be awesome to like to go on this journey with somebody who knows who knows and is approachable and is friendly and enjoys talking about it and enjoys sharing it which you don't always find
0: i i i agree and i I love doing all of those things um i always wanted to be like the wicked witch of the west but i'm actually kind of a glinda
1: what or are you an alpha Right? I mean, yeah. you know, you care about the animals, Yes. and you just, you disappeared into the pile of the, the smoke and the water. You didn't actually yes. die. You just kind of, there was a trap Yeah. And then you got to live out the rest of your animal-loving, nature-loving existence as green as you want to be. Yeah.
0: But I also like to dress up in pink glitter, so sometimes <laughs> I am Belinda. All right, so then you are Belinda.
1: Yeah, I can't, I definitely relate more to, and it's funny, I relate more to the,
0: to the, the right and i and i think that this is an interesting kind of paradox here and if you had met you know either one of us at any given point in time you would probably look at me and think oh she's she's the (laughs) alpha but you start to talk to me and you're like and they're and oh no She's Glinda.
1: Yeah. And then you meet me and you're like, oh my goodness, she was probably a cheerleader. That's Glinda. Check her out. She's all bubbly and perky and she's so outgoing. No, I'm an introvert. I like to be alone in my lair and I am alphabet
0: to the core. I love it. Yeah. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our first full episode of the Skeptics Chronicles. And please join us next month. Um, for our second full episode, and I,
1: what we're going to be talking about <laughs> and is just to give you a brief little highlight. Is we are going to be talking about what is witchcraft. Perfect. So we'll get into just a. Sh- I mean, we could make it a eight part, uh, fourteen day episode, recording, um, and go on and on and on. It is going to be a short history. So we're going to kind of touch upon Mm -hmm. some different myths, legends, practices, ideas, um, some different places. Mm -hmm. So it'll be just sort of a very broad, um, condensed overview of what is witchcraft.
0: Yeah, so definitely stay tuned. Um, Please follow us on your favorite podcast listening app. Um, review us five stars wherever they pop up do what you know do what feels right Um, we do also have a facebook page and an instagram so find us on all the socials Um, all right again thank you so much and uh, we will talk next time